Hey, this is Kate Nagaran from the Sparking Entrepreneur Show, and today we have Joe Burns with us. Joe is known to disrupt the patterns of business owners to heal their money trauma and fix their relationship with the generational wealth. He is a keynote speaker where he speaks about money EQ. So, what's money EQ? Joe, let's know. Welcome to the show. First of all, thanks, Kieran. Happy to be here. I love chatting about this. I get super passionate about it. So yeah. sometimes you might have to cut me off because I'll just keep going. <laughs> okay, let's go. Let's go. Let's speak about money EQ. Uh, money EQ is really the the concept of and there's so much to it, right? When people think money, they think, oh, I have to have a budget. I have to have investments. I like, what do I get paid for my job? All these things, right? The actual currency part of money. Money EQ is really about like the unseen parts of money, how we interact with it, mm-hmm. uh, what our brains are telling, like what's programmed in our brains and, and that subconscious like reaction to money, the emotional side of money, right? I think if once you call it out, there's nobody who doesn't have an emotion around money and it can be excitement, right? It doesn't have to be bad, but mm-hmm. fear, doubt, right? Like all these emotions. So money EQ is really about the emotional side, the unseen side, right? That, that part below the surface of us as humans mm. and how we interact with it and really, you know, what we can do to change those behaviors so that we can have uh, greater amounts of money, other resources, right? Create really, at the end of the day, what I'm really interested in is people creating the impact in this world that they want to, knowing that they need money as one of their resources to make that happen. Totally, Joe. And one question that revolves around money is about evolution. So evolution has happened over the period of time, wherein like, first of all, we were hunters and uh, then martyr people came along and uh, hunters more, no more valuable. So the kind of psychology that we have from evolution till date, uh, which is scarcity mindset maybe. And then can you speak about abundance mindset and what is the right mindset to have so that the old patterns are broken and the new patterns are formed that are leading towards wealth? Yeah, that's a great question because as I see it, we're not so much more evolved than those hunter and gatherers than we feel <laughs> like we are, right? Our okay. brains aren't because of the way the brain works. Because what happens is we're going to solve as humans those basic needs first, right? We're going to get what you called out already in that scarcity mindset. Oh, I don't have enough of something, so I'm going to go solve for it. Now, we've changed the terminology and verbiage over time, right? Now, we talked in verbs of like, familiar word I hear a lot of phrases like, what gap am I trying to solve? But if you really look at it, it's the same hunter-gatherer, hey, we need to go find food, so we're going to go find it and bring it back. It's the same thing. We're still solving for a problem. And that's where I think we get a little confused because we we blame money for the issues, right? It's like, well, if I just had more money, then this wouldn't be a problem. That's the mindset we get stuck in, right? That scarcity mindset, oh, I don't have enough. And a lot of people want to go to, oh, the abundance mindset of, oh, the world is abundant. And if we just think abundant things, then stuff will happen. I depart from that methodology or, or that line of thinking quite a bit because I'm like, yes, that's one thing, right? But there are lots of other facets because we're multidimensional human beings, right? We have, uh, we've had different experiences. We think differently. We don't all think the same way. And so just positive thoughts are helpful, but it's not everything because what happens when we get triggered, we're having positive thoughts around abundance because abundance, again, like I say, is not bad, but when we get pulled back to kind of those primitive feelings, right? We must survive. Then we're going to like switch way back into that scarcity mindset and be like, I just have to solve for whatever I'm solving for. And it requires a lot of energy, which is, I mean, we can get by, right? Us as adults, us as human beings, we've gotten by with that thinking. But my perspective on that is we need to change and stop solving for the problems and we need to amplify what we have, right? And connect with people and then things actually happen a lot faster. So it's a little bit shifted in the concept and, and thinking of how most of the stuff is taught out there on the internet. Again, not against abundance mind thinking. I just think that it's limiting in a lot of fashions, right? Because we're either like, you're, it's either abundance or scarcity and then we've solved for those, but there's more to us as humans than just those two mm, things. Totally, Joe. And what is your take on building generational wealth, right? What is the right way of building generational wealth if there is any? I, I mean, for my, there's lots of ways you can build the wealth through me- different mechanisms within the financial world. But again, it goes back to, I won't even call it mindset. And this is one thing I've always struggled with in my coaching career is like being called a money mindset coach, because I'm like, that's like one piece of what I do, but it's not the totality of what I do, right? 
So, you know, as we put labels on ourselves and try to like help people understand what we do, it's come up, but it really comes down to our interaction and our relationship with money, right? That, that I would say was, it would be the first building block for us to start building generational wealth, because I know lots of people who have a lot of money, but they go through a lot of money too. And I always got to bring in here in the United States, if you, there's a lot of data around people who win the lottery, win hundreds of millions of dollars and are broke within a few years. So just having money isn't going to build that generational wealth. There's a, a muscle per se, right? There's attitude that we show up within our lives that's going to help build that as well, right? We know what, and then through experience, we'll learn which levers to pull and are we going to do investments or what kind of investments are we going to do or all those tactical things. But really it starts in our brains with how we think about money, how we interact with money. And then we can add in those tactical things. Because if not, then when we get triggered or when something happens, then we're going to have an emotional response, which is usually not good for our bank account, right? Or we do things that aren't within character for ourselves, right? We, we kind of go outside of where we were in kind of a calm state. That's the first, that would, I would say would be the building block, right? Can we get our internal part of us quiet enough, not solved, right? Because we're complex again, human beings, it takes, there's could be trauma around it. There could be lots of different things, right? That could take a while to solve, but if we can at least identify it so we can start down that path, yeah. then we'll be in a better state than if we are just like, you know, again, try to pull the levers and trying to invest. Not that that doesn't work, right? And there are plenty of people who have done that. I think it's just stronger when we focus on ourselves a little bit more up front so that then we can really lay that groundwork. So then as we get the money and that generational wealth starts to build, right? Then it's easier to hold on to it and keep it in a way that isn't scarcity, right? Because people can have a lot of money and still be scared, but in a way that continues to grow and multiply and amplify what we've built. Joe, my next question to you lies around the state of marketing. So tell us about how do you market yourself and how are coaches marketing themselves today? Uh, this is a good question because I hate marketing, to be honest. <laughs> so anybody else there listening who's an entrepreneur wants to start a business, I hate marketing. Like it's, I hire people to help me. Social, don't necessarily love being on social, but I understand the power of social, social media, you know, so it's really trying to, I always look at it as trying to connect authentically for myself, just being real and honest as I send out, like I send out newsletters letters to people on my list and then take those newsletters and consume the content in different ways to write, create social posts. There's lots of tactics you can use around this. I really like live video. So I have a YouTube channel that I'll post to have ideas and things like that. And then I'll turn it into other content. As far as the tactical side or strategy sides, I hire people to help me because again, I'm bad. I think from that perspective though, as far as like talking to people and marketing, word of mouth is really good too. That the age old, that age old no is going to help you more in business. I really believe, right? Because there's a lot of opportunities I've gotten from just people I've known and not just because I know them, but because I ask them questions ask them for help. I'm like, hey, do you know anybody who could help me with blah, blah, blah? And it's like, yeah. oh, no, I can't. But I know somebody, right? Yeah, so yeah. kind of that peer marketing or yeah. peer networking, right? To find what you're looking for. And it's turned out well. So it's always a crazy world because it is, especially in the coaching world. And especially like when you find your niche of whatever, if you're a coach, yeah. uh, mine, right? I chose money. Then all of a sudden you start seeing all yeah. the other money coaches out there, right? If the place is already saturated and I can't, yeah, you can't just be yourself, right? And, and that's what I've chosen to do. And not everybody's cup of tea, right? I'm not like there are people who don't like me. That's okay, right? Yeah. Not that I'm a bad person or they're like grumpy, but they just energies aren't the same or whatever you want to call it, right? We're just not jiving. So one thing I have found that's really valuable and put this in the marketing side for people who are listening to this part is I've actually went and found competitors that I really like. And if people show up, like book a call to say, hey, you know, I might want to work with Joe or, and then we find we're not a good fit. I have a list of people they can go. And, I, and sometimes I'll say, hey, I know this person over here. I actually think they, you'd be really good to go work with them. So, you know, if you're interested in solving this issue, go check them out. And people call me crazy. I'm like, my goal, 
goal, and again, honest and sincere, my goal is to help people, right? And that may be them coming and coaching with me, or maybe them finding somebody else. But at the end of the day, did they get served, right? Yeah. Are they finding like a solution to their problem? That's what I'm more interested in. The marketing tactics and things I use for my business, and they've been working pretty okay so far, so... Yeah. So, Joe, next question is about as we are speaking of marketing now. Videos. Are you on TikTok? I finally created a TikTok account. Um, I'm not creating content on TikTok yet. That's coming soon. Uh, I do have a YouTube channel that I've recorded videos for the last few years. Wow. Um, I used to do a weekly video just talking about different things, right? My my content creation, for better or worse, right? I'm not a strategist in content creation for business. My expertise is coaching, <laughs> right? <laughs> but we have to be. So we had to wear so many other hats in, in business for a while there. I I was just like, whatever was on my mind that week. I mean, mm. What did I see in the news? What did I like see for my clients? And if you want to talk to marketers and people who are in business and smarter than me, they'll be like, well, you need some strategy and you want to kind of like throw your message out. Yeah. But if that's going to stop me from creating content, mm. then I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to talk about for anybody who's thinking like, oh, I have to have this path of how I'm going to like put stuff out there. I'd say, don't worry about that. Let people know who you are, right? Just be open and authentic. And my YouTube channel has a lot of videos, some from a couple of years ago, some that I like sometimes that some I hate, but I just left full three. 60 view of like kind of how Joe is. And so I don't know, that's how. So I like video. I like it a lot better. And, and I like video, like we're having the conversation right now, right? Mm -hmm. Where I could just like speak, not that it's really scripted out, not that it's very cleaned up. And I can see some some wisdom in doing that sometimes, but sometimes people just want to get to know you, right? Yeah. That's why I really like live streams because there is no editing, right? There's no production on the back end. But one, it's less effort. And I could just be raw and real. It's just like, hey, this is me. Like, I'm going to say stupid shit. I'm going to say, I'm going to like talk over myself and I'm going to fumble, say the bad words, you know, words that may, might not make sense because I'm just, my brain's going a hundred miles an hour, right? Just trying to get out this and that's just me and yeah. that's okay, right? It doesn't have to be polished and perfect and, and all that stuff. So that's mm -hmm. why I kind of like TikTok. I know there's some editing people can do on there, but I think it's just kind of, it feels like you're having a conversation with somebody in kind of a, a more intimate kind of setting and then you can kind of get to know them. So there's some people I follow that have nothing to do with what I do and I think they're kind of fun, you know, it's just interesting people on there. So, so yeah. video, I, I really dig video. Like I say, TikTok is something that I'm looking at how I want to implement and bring that into how I disseminate information in a way that makes sense to me and hopefully makes sense to people who follow me. But it's got to make sense to me first because if not, then I won't. I know for myself, my own personal self, <laughs> I won't do it. Yeah, so. Joe. Let's line up to the next question. My next question to you lies around something that everybody should know. Let's speak about your secret. So what is it, Joe? My secret? My secret, I think a couple things. I do always talk to people about uh, one thing that, that is important is uh, I talk to money and money talks back to me, right? I have this in relationship with money uh, that's interesting, right? And, and that goes down to say in the nitty gritty is you show me what your numbers are and I can help you get better numbers. An emotional feel. It's not like I, I literally talk to money, but there's some tools I use around where we actually talk to money and journal to it, mm -hmm. which are kind of fun. But it, I don't know, this affinity I have towards it that helps me understand where people are coming from just by looking at their finances. Mm -hmm. And I just tell a really big story about your life and how you're feeling. And it's not good or bad, right? Mm -hmm. And that's what I want to call it. It's not good or bad. It just is. Being open and honest. I think the other thing too, this is kind of my secret is I, not that I'm always good at it, but I just stay curious. Oh, why is this like this? It's not in a why in a judgmental way, but in a curiosity way. And I think if people can stay a little more curious, I think we'll have better conversations uh, in business yeah. and in personal life. Yeah, Joe, totally agreed on that. So one final question before I let you go, first tell me about your social media handles. Tell us about your website. Tell us about your email, where we can reach out to you, Joe. Uh, you can find me. My website is uh, josephmburns.com. Anything that's going on in my world, you find there. I have a, a newsletter I send out about once a week. You can get on there and 
then it links over. Uh, the biggest place I am right now is, like I say, I have a YouTube channel. If you go to josephmburns.com slash YouTube, it'll take you to my channel. What the, the thing is there. And then LinkedIn is the other place I'm at. I really like LinkedIn. I talk to a lot of business people. And you can find me on there as Joe M. Burns. Or you can, if you search on there for Dr. Joe Burns, you can find me that way as well. Okay, do reach out to him, guys. He's a wonderful person to speak with. That brings me to the last question. Joe, please tell us what is the best way of shifting mindset, right? From poverty mindset to abundance mindset in a way that is strategically, practically possible. I think the, the one thing is first, you have to build some habits around it, right? Being consistent around your your routines. But to really shift it is going to be, how do you feel about you, right? And a lot of people always start with like, oh, I'm more money, just do positive thoughts and call, you know, good things through the universe into myself, which works, right? Because we're kind of like little radio antennas out there projecting a message of what we want. The problem is if we don't, if we look at ourselves, right? And this radio antenna that we are, our energy is low. If this antenna is broken down, then the message isn't going to get out as far as it needs to, right? So it's building ourselves up, looking at our mirrors. And can we say five good things about ourselves if we look at ourselves in the mirrors? A lot of people have a hard time with that. Things that are positive, there is room for positivity in, in restructuring how we feel about ourselves, right? So it all starts with us, right? And as we start with ourselves and restructure how we think about ourselves, then it's easier to see that abundance and other things in life. Totally, Joe. So, what a best way. Where I would tell people to start. Habits, habits, guys, it is. And then look out for changing the way that you're looking at yourself because you might not be as bad as you think you are. 100%. Yeah, good. So, Joe, with that said, thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks, Karen. Really appreciate being here, man. Thank you so much again. I am your host, Kirnagra, signing off. You guys take care. Bye, guys.